Good. Okay, let's go. Old man. Old man. This is the old man. Oh fuck! I already fucked that up. All right, one one more time. One more time. <laughs> you're, you're out of practice. It's been too long. I got. Uh, I got. Uh, I got. Th- my watches. I got three and a half hours of sleep. So I'm not. Oh kidding. fuck! There but, we go. Uh, there we go. There we. No, it'll be. A, it's gonna be a show. I tell you that. All right, here we go. You'd probably have a better time picking your nose, but this is how you're choosing to spend your time listening to these guys. Well, at least they both love heavy metal. Here are the old men, Adam and Steven. Yes, welcome all to it. This is the Old Men Heal the Clouds podcast, when we get together to talk about the things that matter to us. We are episode number 131. As we recorded, it is April 22nd, 2023. It's approximately 11 a.m. And we are podcasting live out of Vancouver, British Columbia. All right. And we would like to acknowledge that the land on which we gather is the traditional unceded territory of the Coast Salish peoples, including the territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. Welcome. You know it. That sexual voice here, Stephen. Hello, Stephen. Welcome. Welcome. Good. Good. Hi, Adam. Um, Before we get into the things of the week uh, or weeks, uh, you can support our podcast by heading oldmenhiyalaclouds.com and subscribing to our podcast. And if you want to help us out and be extra cool, donate to us, okay? That's all we need. And uh, before we get into the things, it's um, to our Muslim brothers and sisters. It's Eid, so Eid Mubarak to you guys, and um, that's all I got to say about that. Okay, so, no, no, no. Since you, well, come on now, you 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 bring these things up sometimes, and you want to move on, and I don't know what the fuck well, you're talking just, about, I, man. So what, you tell me, what is it? Keep rapid fire. I know, I know, but but it's like for us people who are who are just fucking dumb and ignorant. Uh, you got you got to. <laughs> You got to explain what's going on here because I don't know what that is. I may have heard it before, but I don't know what it is. So tell me. Eid is a Muslim holiday. They they fast for okay. thirty days okay. to show appreciation for Allah, their God, and yep. then after the thirty days is up, they go and have a big party on the weekends, and uh, it's you just go over to all your relatives' house and you eat all of the food because you've been fasting forever. Okay, so, so thirty days. That's called. 30 days ish. I, I don't know. I think that's the loose translation. Please don't stab me if it isn't. But right. uh, I think that's usually what happens. And it's always, it was always a good time. My mom studies the faith of Muslim. So uh, yep. when I was growing up, he was, um, we did that uh, quite a bit actually. So we would, I would never fast because I was in sports and traveling and all that stuff. Yeah. But um, I would always partake in going to my relative's house and eating food and all that fun stuff. So, okay. Got it. When did that start? Uh, it was started a month, a month and a couple days ago, and Eid was technically yesterday. Oh, so okay. The, so no, technically on Friday. So sorry, Eid is the end of that period. Then, is that what you're yes. saying? I see. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. so okay. everybody's partying well, now. Everybody's yeah, partying. That's the this celebration weekend. of the got fasting. It, got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah, and it was also Versace this weekend. So Versace to all those people. Okay. To the Sikhs out there, so uh, yes. thank you very much. Uh, everyone's you. partying this weekend, but us, man. I know I'm boring. <laughs> I'm sitting here at home by myself talking to you. Nah, they're not boring. Ah, uh, uh, well, it kind of is what it is. Um, and if you're if you're wondering where we've been for the last little while, we've been busy. Okay, there's things going on. We actually did an interview with Erica. We had her on the show. It was a great interview, but uh, due to some technical difficulties, uh, you won't be able to hear it. So we'll just have to do it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. Things, uh, yeah, things, things just got fucked up a little bit and, um, 
she's uh, apparently we didn't scare her away, so that's good. She's no, agreed to good. talk to us again, and hopefully we can we can uh, we had a good conversation. Hopefully we can we can do that again and and then uh, post it for everybody to listen to as well. But she's agreed to meet me in real life, so uh, oh that too. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Because I've never met her, and I found her yeah. like I talked to her in the conversation. I sound like a fucking creep, but I found her and. Uh, <laughs> I uh, just was scrolling doing on the TikToks and whatever it was. And I saw her and I just kind yeah. of followed her and she was bubbly and stuff. I'm like, oh, fuck. She seems pretty positive. And she was. We had a good conversation with it. But uh, we'll do part two later. It'll be okay. Maybe we'll ask some of the same questions. Maybe we won't. But uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, she's she's busy as well. And she's got lots going on in her life. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll ask her some of the same shit. But uh, I'm sure there's some new conversations that we could start with her so that'll be nice 100 percent. um yeah. yesterday was record store day were you out and about for record store day yesterday yes uh, as oh, a matter of fact i was i i it, it kind of i thought about it so we may have even touched on it here briefly a while back and but it kind of crept up on me so i was, really wasn't prepared i didn't realize until i knew it was coming here in april but i wasn't sure if it was this weekend or next and uh, so, yeah, just on Friday, actually, I checked the website and, oh, shit, it's tomorrow. Okay, well, I got to kind of plan my morning. So, um, uh, so, so yes, yes, I, I, I did uh, venture out to Record Store Day. I went to Beat Street uh, downtown here, okay. downtown Vancouver. So uh, I always like to go to Neptune. Neptune is still my favorite place. I think they've got always the best selection. They got a shitload of stuff in all the time and they've got the best prices, I think. So, um, but you know, you know, I just didn't feel like going and fighting the line there because, uh, I mean, they've always got a huge lineup and it starts early in the morning and yeah, I just didn't want to do that this year. They, they've, they've continued with their system too. And I don't know if you're familiar with it. I don't know if you know what goes on there. I think other record stores are starting to do the same thing. Basically, you line up, they hand you a piece of paper with the, with the entire list or the catalog of titles that have come in for Record Store Day, and you check off what you want. Yeah. Uh, when door opens, people don't rush in and grab their shit, because what they do is, starting at number one, uh, they grab that list from person number one, and they start collecting their, their, their titles, and they invite you in, you pay for it, and out you go. So you don't yeah, have to fight, awesome. fight any people. Yeah, I, I, I do really like that idea. Um, but, but yeah, if you are at the back of the lineup, if you don't show up early and you don't, and that's, and that's fair, people, people show up early and so they get, you know, obviously they get what they want. Uh, so, but if you are showing up, uh, chances are kind of higher if, uh, that you won't get what you, what you're looking for, right? Unless they've got a whole shitload of, uh, unless there's a good volume for that particular title that you want, but. Yeah. Anyway, so overall, I think it's a really good thing, but I just didn't want to go. I didn't want to go at like five in the morning because they open at nine because yeah. they're always, there would have been a lineup there already for sure. Uh, cause people camp out at night at uh, Neptune for sure. They do. I know that. Um, so yeah, I didn't want to go. I just decided to go to Neptune or, uh, to beat street. They opened at 10 o'clock. I showed up about an hour early. There were already probably two dozen, maybe, maybe 30 people in front of me. Um, so that wasn't too bad. Um, yeah, yeah. So they, they basically, they don't, they used to let people in a mad rush and the people would pile into the store. They let people in a couple at a time now and they let them grab their, their thing. So it's kind of the same thing. 
Like if, yeah, so yeah. if you're first in line, you get probably choice of uh, everything that's there, right? And and um, but yeah, it, it ended up going quite well. I got picked up six items, no five items, I think. Um, spent too much money. I had shit. I had three or four other items in my in my hand. I just you know what? I just it got too much. I just I had to put something away. I couldn't buy it all. Uh, but there was some cool stuff out there again. So, oh, there always is. Uh, so yeah, overall, I think I spent about 200 some bucks, uh, for those five titles. Uh, let's see, what did I get real quick? What did I buy? Oh, you know what? I didn't see. Okay. And mind. I'll talk about that later. Um, (laughs) the first thing up the pixies, did I, what pick up the pixies? I did not get the pixies. I did not even have that in my hand. I saw it there. So I did not get that, but good, good choice. I did not fuck. No, I'm not getting the Pearl Jam. I'm not wasting my money (laughs) on Pearl Jam. Did you get the covenant Taylor Swift? Fuck no. And I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. So, because yeah, that's a problem. Um, okay. I bought a, it's called discography. It's a, from, from the band heroin. They're a hardcore okay. band from the nineties, I think. Uh, basically I think they've released all their early seven inch and singles and all that stuff on a double LP. So I picked that up. Awesome. Um, black rebel motorcycle, club uh they released they recorded a um uh what's called levitation so it's the levitation festival i think it's um they this recording was from 2013 so it's the first time on vinyl so i picked that up uh i picked up fuck i I put it all away man so i can't even remember now what everything i got fuck man uh what else did i buy Anyways, you know what? Maybe it'll come to me. I've got my list here somewhere too. Can I bring the list up? You know what? I got my list right here. Okay. Okay. Uh, Heroin. Okay. Heroin. Oh, Keith Richards. Keith Richards released a vintage vinos. Vintage, vintage vinos. Yeah, that's what it's called. It's a double LP, basically a greatest hits. Uh, The side four is is an etching on side four. So audio on three sides. Got your etching, which is really cool. Um, Ted Nugent, uh, Ted Nugent can go fuck himself, but I guess I gave him some money cause I bought a, basically he's got some, some, he's, he's raiding his vaults, I guess. He's got some early recordings, um, uh, from, I think the, his very first session sessions as a solo artist. This one's called volume one free for all. So it's a, uh, basically a single LP compilation of some early recordings and stuff like that. So you're not going to support Tay Tay, but you're supporting yes, the Jump yeah. Up and Ted Nugent. Okay, know, just make, make sure that's clear. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Write that down. Give me shit later. Everybody's going to gang up on me now. Uh-oh. I, I probably deserve it, but anyway. No. Um, the last thing I bought, yeah, the last thing I bought was, um, and, and it's, I'm not a huge fan. Uh, I actually kind of thought of my better half when I purchased this because she's a big 5440 fan, especially the earlier days. I think even before oh, Dave, yeah. Dave mean, Gen joined and stuff like that. Anyways, they recorded, um, I think this was originally released in 1994. I don't know when it was actually recorded, but it was recorded at the Smile and Buddha Cabaret here in Vancouver. Oh, right. So, uh, it was, so it was previously released on CD at least, maybe not on vinyl at that time. Uh, anyway, so it's a really, really cool, um, reissue, I guess, on translucent orange vinyl, uh, for record store day. So I picked that up as well. So 
so yeah, I guess I was I was successful. Yeah, it was a pretty good day. Um, fifty four forty are playing the Commodore in October. Um, yeah, they always do those two or three shows at the round yeah. Thanksgiving time here. Yeah, for sure. So that's that's right. It's October sixth and seventh, I think. Yeah, uh, and they're but, a decent uh, yeah, band live. I mean, it's oh, yeah. uh, I've met uh, I met Dave several times. I've I've met Neil several several times. Always good to talk to. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've seen them lots. I probably won't go. Oh yeah, me too. I, I won't go check that out stuff. But you know what? It's still really popular, and that's why they do it. I mean, I think they sell out every single show that they do every single year. So, yeah, um, yeah it's kind of cool. So yeah, that was my record store day. Uh, did you make it out? No, I work. It's uh, oh, it doesn't, right. it's not my that's card. Right. Yeah, that's right. I forgot your because Palmer. I get up. Uh, yeah. Usually on the Fridays is uh, you have date nights, and then I uh, right. sleep over the girls, and I wake up, and I come home, and I food prep, and the time goes by pretty quick, and I'm off to work. Right. So, yeah, I haven't made record store days since the days of scrape. Yeah, that's quite a while already. That's what, it's, it's six or a, seven years it's now. Been a now. fair minute, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, there's stuff I want to get, but uh, just don't have time to get out there. And yeah. also, I was looking uh, at Neptune's like social media feed, their stories, whatever it was. You had people lining up at like three in the morning for some of yeah, the stuff, for like, sure, for sure. Like yeah. I said, yeah, that's people, and and good on them, I guess, if they wanted to. Oh, hundred percent. Um, cause, cause there are some titles that really these places are only getting one or two copies, right? So, and if yep. they're, if they're a big fan, if they really want something, they're going to line up early and get it. So that's not me. I, I can't do that. I'm, I mean, I love, there's some things that I would have liked to have gotten, but yeah, fuck it. So, uh, can't buy everything. Right. So is there any piece of physical vinyl that you would line up for? Your dream, nothing, if it gets I, magically announced, would you line up man, for something I I four or five in the morning? I just don't think there is anymore. And it's, and it's not that I wouldn't want it. It's not that I'm not a fan because obviously I am. It's just like, it's those days of getting up early and lining up like that for me are, are over. It's just, yeah, I don't know. Is it, uh, sure. I might be a hardcore fan in many ways for, for some bands, but yeah, I just don't know that there's anything or any artist that I would do it for. Not anymore. See, I just, like, I used to be like, we're like, oh, you and me were physical collectors of stuff. Um, I can't tell you the last time I bought a physical piece of vinyl. Um, for me, priorities have changed. I'm shaving up for a house, right? So everything is yeah. just, I'm plunging everything into that. So I haven't really bought any vinyl or anything for myself in the last I, I don't even know what the last album i actually picked up was yeah um like i don't even have a cd player anymore man like it's just like uh obviously it's all vinyls and stuff and vinyl's cool and it's coming back with the surgeon and stuff but i can't tell you the last thing i bought it's uh well it's yeah. not it's not cheap man and i've been yeah. buying i mean that's all i buy now well i buy digital stuff obviously for bank yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. but uh but i've been buying too much vinyl recently and some of it's not cheap well all of it's not really cheap i mean it's very rare that you can buy a, an lp now for under 30 dollars there's yep. some there's some out there there's the odd thing that is released uh like i'm talking new stuff right so yeah, 100%. there is the odd thing that's maybe between $25 and $30, but most of it is approaching $40. Some yeah. some single LPs are even over $50. And that's, it's fucking expensive, man. It's, uh, 
Yeah, it's 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 not cheap. I bought uh here's just a couple other things I guess I've bought recently though and and none of them were were cheap at all. Like Motorhead reissued their 1916 album on LP, which I which I think most people aren't even aware of. It's well they're aware of it, but I think it's a very yeah. underrated Motorhead album. Um so I bought that. It was reissued on um just a couple weeks ago, I guess. So I bought that. Um I bought um uh, Caius, there's a there's a, a, a label in the Netherlands that reissued uh, Caius's greatest hits album called Muchas awesome. Gracias, the the best of Caius. So I picked that up. Uh, the Wipers have some reissues out of their early albums. Uh, so I picked up their fourth album. It's called Land of the Lost. Candlemass, a great doom band from Sweden. They've got a, oh, yeah. a, a, a live LP from a couple years ago that I picked up. Of course, I also have their new stuff. Uh, and a couple couple that's, well, okay. So one one is the new Metallica album. I actually did buy that double LP on vinyl um, just when it came out last week. Yep. And um, yeah, I know we're going to talk about that. Uh, I also bought the, Tom Petty re- released a, Live at the Fillmore, um, well, there's the, it was released in various versions, I guess. I ended up buying the deluxe box set, which contains six LPs. I think I bought it for, I got it on sale for under 200 bucks, which is pretty sweet, actually. And yeah. it's uh, basically Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers were a, did a residency at the Fillmore in San Francisco uh, in the 1997. Dude, that's they awesome. recorded. They recorded a lot of those. The last few concerts, I, I think, and uh, a lot, last few dates, and then put together this box set. And uh, or, and uh, I haven't listened to it yet, um, but uh, I've heard that the recordings and the performances were just amazing. And uh, wow. he does a lot of covers. He did a lot of covers during that residency, if, in addition to his own stuff, of course. Anyway, it's supposed to be really cool. So there you go. That shows, among other things, that I've been spending my money on here and uh, fuck too much. Well, and uh, well, you're supporting yeah. the artists, and uh, you know they all could use it during thing. Um, yeah. I see, but I, I like you. I buy digital as well. I bought the new Metallica off the Metallica.com, but I bought the Flak HD. Yeah, because uh, my car plays Flak HD and it fucking pounds. So like, yeah, it's, I bet it does. You just get more. Um, you know, bandwidth or whatever it is to make the songs better rather than the wave or whatever it is, you know, the pros and cons for everything. But, uh, the metallic HG, did you get one of the clear vinyls? Did you get the purple one? Did you get the black one? Which uh, color did you get? Well, maybe I misread the label. I thought I was just buying, it said re I thought it said retail black. Oh, okay. Um, so I just thought it was black vinyl and, uh, I, I opened it up and then when you, so when you shine it in the light, you can see that it's a, it's a midnight purple almost. So that's yeah, yeah. So anyway, so so that's what's really cool. It's it, it looks yeah, really good in the dark. It looks black, but you put it up to some light, and it's got this. It's a really darker purple. It looks it looks awesome. So oh, yeah, that's that's what I bought. I will circle back and talk about that new Metallica album a little yeah. bit. Yeah, let, let's just talk a little bit more about Record Store Day. And, and I don't want oh, yeah, yeah. I don't want to pick on Taylor Swift because this isn't about Taylor Swift specifically. It could have been any other band. I, I, and here's the problem that I'm that I'm having with Record Store Day, and, and uh, it's really becoming it's becoming too commercial almost. It's becoming. 
I wouldn't say too popular because that's not that's not an accurate word. It's good that people are supporting uh, artists and their independent record shops and stuff like that. So, you know, obviously, you know, people show up and spend their money, and that's that's the whole idea here. Yeah. But why does why does Taylor Swift have to release a mass produced record on Record Store Day? Um. Neptune, for example, they had, and they posted this on their website, they had like 150 copies for a record yep. store day. What, what, it, what is, what is, what's with that? I have, I really have a problem with that. It's to me, it is, it is out of the, it's not in the spirit of what the day was originally intended to be. And, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I mean, I just don't understand that. And you're getting people line up for Taylor Swift album. Um, when, um, when there's really no need for them to be lining up because there's fucking hundreds of thousands of fucking copies out there probably. Well, there's uh, 75,000 the copies of that. Yeah. Um, so like, fuck, I, I don't, think I don't record get store it, day is about getting it's for local retailers and for the massive bags to go. You could arguably say that, uh, you know, like record stores is when you get the good stuff. Like why is Pearl jam releasing a new copy of yield? Like, you know, that doesn't make much sense. You know, but there's like, there was some weird stuff out there. You know, there's uh, Elton John released something else, um, only 4,000 copies. The Pearl Jam thing, like we talked about, was um, 15,500 copies, I think. I'm reading this off a webpage. Yeah. Tori Amos released yeah. a new stuff. <laughs> but oh, it's, yeah. it's the act of getting in and buying whatever you want to buy, whatever it is, which is why, you know, if someone else released an awesome box set with something that I was really craving, like, um, pick an artist that I Metallica for instance if they released all the discography on brand new cool vinyl whatever it is it's the final printing whatever it was yeah I'd probably go line up but oh, you know it's sure. these big guys yeah so Taylor sure. Swift or not insert artist it just it, and you could argue on the other side that she's helping bring customers into the store and yes Neptune or Scrape or whatever was bringing the stuff in it's bringing the people in to buy it. yes there's limited there's more copies than say a dolly parton's album but at the end of the day you know she's a more a globally successful artist who's just trying to participate in maybe something she loves maybe she's a big vinyl fan we don't know no uh, but, but uh, no i get what you're trying to say but and again yeah. this isn't this could this could be black sabbath this could be more yeah, this could, could be, be the ramones it doesn't matter yeah. if what she's releasing basically really isn't a rare or sought after item because there's so many copies produced and so many yeah. are available on that day. Like, it's just like, why not, why not release it on a regular Friday? Like, like most albums are, are released. Like, I, I just don't get, um, you know, if, if, if it was a yeah. special album, it was, if it was a limited edition, like 75,000 copies, you can't call that limited edition, right? It's just no. like, it's just, like it's not going to be the typical million or multi-million dollar, mil, not dollar, multi-million quantity album that she sells. But still, it's just, uh, if it was a limited, even 10,000 copies, obviously if it's four or 500 copies, then it's very rare and then it's very highly sought after. And then sure, yeah, yeah. people go line up, no problem, have at her. But if you're fucking lined up for for an album when there's fucking so many copies available, like I like it's just it takes away again it take I think it takes away the spirit of the day. It's not. It's not. 
I don't know. And I know people are probably not going to agree with me, but it's, it's just not really what the day was intended to be. I, I just, yeah, I, I have a problem with that. I just, I don't know. Yeah, and it's part the, of, um, it's part of my, my bitch all along about the day becoming too popular. Again, I use that word popular and I shouldn't. It's too commercial. It's too watered down. There, that's the way to put it. That's a better way to put it. It's too fucking watered down. Every Tom, yeah. Dick, and fucking Shirley now is fucking uh, releasing something. And, and, and okay, that's fine. But it's when there's fucking 150 copies available at one store, like, fuck off. I, I just, I don't know. I don't agree with it. But, well, I mean, there's, but I mean, there's, so what's the magical number then? So if, you know, fucking Metallica comes out with a new album and it's released only on Record Store Day, what's the magical number that's appropriate? In 5,000, 10,000 worldwide? What's, what's, the, what's the magical number? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that there is a magical number. Maybe in my mind, they would be ten or fifteen thousand maximum. But most of the things, yeah. see, most of the things that you see on Record Store Day are anywhere from one hundred copies up to maybe a thousand copies, and that is rare. That I mean, that's worldwide. Like, if there's a thousand copies worldwide, and there are thousands of record stores across the world, you know, yeah. these places are going to be lucky to get one or two copies in. And that is rare, man. That is, and that is, if you're a big fan, that is worth lining up for and getting your hands on that, right? But to line up for fucking two hours to get a fucking Taylor Swift copy when you could probably go at four o'clock and there's still going to be a copy there, like, fuck, that just doesn't make sense. I don't know. Uh, so I'm on recordstoreday.com and they're saying, like, it's, just, it's going through everything. So Tori Amos, for instance, Little Earthquakes, the B-side, she made 10,000 copies. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Elton John, 4,000 copies. The Pearl Jam is 15,500 copies. That's probably Jason maximum, Isabel, right? Yeah. Uh, Jason Isabel and Amanda Shires, 11,750 copies. Yeah. So, I mean, so is that is that too much? Should it that's be 5,000 copies per press? That's getting higher, you know. If you're getting, if yeah. you're poaching ten thousand copies, that's 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 getting high. As far as when you look back over the years at for at, on record store day, that was probably the maximum number of uh, items available for a particular artist, or you know, like ten thousand. Again, typically yeah. they're under five thousand, and a lot of them are even lower. Look at look at Metallica when they released their Hardwired album. They were they were they were smart enough. They did release a, an a, an actual record store day version of that album. Yep. But it, but it but it did come out on record store day. It came out the day before. Record store yeah. store day is on a Saturday. They released it on the Friday, and that's and you know what? And that's the smart thing to do because there were probably, you know, I mean, how many copies of that are out there? Oh, probably probably a shitload. The record yeah. store day version, I think, was a red, uh, red translucent uh, double LP, and um, yeah, I, I see, and that's what Taylor Swift probably should have done as well, right? Release it on the Friday, just before record day, store day. She can kind of still sort of participate, or you know, but yeah, it's just a uh, fuck. I don't yeah, so the I was just looking. I didn't know she. I knew she was doing something, but it's what it is. It's the live album of her folklore song, or album. So it's the one that's available on Disney Plus. So she recorded the full album in its entirety, did a live playthrough with all the songs, and yeah. that's what's on. That's what made Record Store Day. It's called the Long Patio Studio Sessions. 
So oh, it's a, whatever. It's uh, again, it, it's not. It is. Uh, this isn't Taylor Swift or picking on her specifically oh, because exactly. I don't like her. It's just the fact that I don't know. It's just it's just an example of what record store day is turning into here, and I just I don't know. It's not the same. See, I would love to ask JJ or someone about this because, like, what like is that putting? Is that bringing people to the store? Like, is someone buying the Taylor Swift album also buying like fucking the Motorhead album? I know I'd be. You know what I mean? Because I like both. So, yeah. you know, how many Tay-Tay or Swifties out there are buying other albums supporting other artists too? Yeah. You know, it's it's, uh, it's 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 a good conversation to have. Like, we're not wrong. We're not right. It's just, uh, it, it's very interesting to see what happens. Uh, but. Yeah. Yeah. It's somebody good. like that may be able to offer some. So another perspective, I guess, or insight. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Again, sure. It's good for the shops themselves, but again, do you need to have a record store day in order to, to have, to issue, uh, or release an item like that on that particular day? I don't, I don't know. I don't, to me, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's a little bit of both. I, I can see a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, but, uh, if you're out there spending money in a local record store, I think it's a win for everybody. Sure, I guess at the end of the day, yeah. but again, it's yeah, I don't know. Who knows? It's, it's a, just a great... it's, again, it's just record store day is just not going to be as special as it once was, I guess, because exactly. now there's now there's two record store days a year, right? Because there's the other one at Black Friday. Are they going to yeah. fucking have a fucking Boxing Day record store day now too, or something like that coming up, or what? Like it's just <laughs> like fuck. I, I don't know. It's I don't know. See, it's just, yeah, it's not the same. It's getting commercialized. Fuck yes. this place. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's move on to better, happier things. Uh, my mom broke her foot. Uh, mm. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's um, happy. Yeah. Uh, she was walking. She was just outside walking the dog in a local trail that we have. And uh, there was a rock sticking out, and she just caught an edge and tripped oh, and bailed. Sh- shit. So I get a call on my phone because I was. it would happened, uh, it happened on, on my day off. And uh, my dad calls. He's like, hey, you got to pick up mom. She bailed. I'm like, okay, no problem. So I went to go pick her up. And um, yeah, she was all covered in mud, whatever it is. And she's kind of limping pretty hard. I'm like, fuck, we got to take you to the doctors because it's starting to swell up there pretty good. So she went and got her x-rays and stuff. And she actually broke her ankle, like just a little bit of a fracture on her ankle. So yeah. she's got the boot on, like I had the boot on like two and a half years ago. Um, she's in way better shape than I was though. She's able to put weight on that walking boot, that air cast boots and just do a bunch of other things. I was not able to, I was useless for uh, <laughs> about eight and a half weeks. Yeah. You were laid up a while. I was, I was fucked. And the, and the worst thing about all that was, is that, um, I was just starting to make the transition into a BCRTC. So I had to go through enormous amounts of pain to learn to walk again. So I was able to start that job. So. That was a pain in the ass, but uh, look at us now. But yeah, she's a, she's in good spirit. She's kicking ass. She's able to walk yeah. on it, so that's uh, that's what counts. And then and then, then not to be outdone, a bad week for moms. The uh, my girlfriend's mom uh, got caught up with. She trains horses, and she got caught up with some horses, and a horse ended up dragging. She got her foot caught in something oh, or whatever. Shit! And yeah. she broke her kneecap and her fibula. So she's waiting emergency surgery. That happened Fib- yesterday. Fibula, the lower fibula. bone. Yeah, fibula. Yeah. Okay. Tibia, fibula in the lower leg. So uh, 
that's not good. Not a good week for mom. So go hug your mom, okay? If you, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Shitty. No, that's not good. Mother's Day is coming up, so yeah, I know. Um, well, that sucks. Be careful out there. Um, when we talk to Erica, I tease something about becoming an adult. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what I have finally was able to do was I was finally able to sign up for a direct deposits from the CRA. So wow. I've been getting mailed in checks for like the last however many years because every time I'd go to sign up, the webpage from CIBC was always down. So I wasn't able to link the CRA to do whatever it was. And so one day it's like two in the morning and I'm cleaning off my desk, getting ready to go to bed. And I see this direct deposit. I'm like, okay, let me try it. So I went on to whatever site, whatever it is. And it's like, oh, we're open. You can do it now. So I'm like, holy shit. So I finally signed up for direct deposit for um, uh, my income taxes and taxes and everything that I get from the government. But that brings me to, have you done your taxes yet? And are you going to get fucked over by the federal strike that's happening with the CRA kids? Um, I have not done my taxes. I always wait till the fucking very end. And I don't know why. It's, I just procrastinate. And you know, once I get into it, it doesn't take very long to to complete because my tax situation is not very complicated at all yeah i use i use turbo tax i've been using turbo tax for fuck 20 years i think uh when it first came out i think i was using turbo tax uh it used to be called quick quick tax turbo tax or intuit is the name of the company they took over um uh, let's see, where am I going? Well, congratulations on doing the direct deposit Thank thing. You. Because, I'm an adult now. Thank yes, you. you are, because I just yesterday signed up my mom and dad for, for direct deposit after all of these years. They've been getting the checks in the mail too. So you're in Holy that shit. same category as my mom and dad. Uh, so you're, uh, I don't know if that's, uh, if it means anything, but anyway, congratulations. Do they use CIBC? They do not. Oh, okay. Um, See, see, there's different ways to sign up or there's different ways to sign into your CRA account. Yeah. You can, you can actually create a physical, or not a physical, but you can create an account, like a CRA account. Yep. You can also use your bank, your financial institution to log in through your bank, which it sounds yeah, like what I- you were doing. Yeah. So you could have just recreated a CRA account. Uh, but anyway, so you've done it now. That's the main thing. So, so that's good. Um, what else? What else? Uh, I, I expect to get a little bit of money back. I do have our, our RSPs, so they certainly help. Uh, yeah. so I don't, it's even more reason for me to really get on off my ass and get it done because I am getting that money back. So instead of the fucking government holding on to it, it should be in my pocket. Right. So I can go spend 100%. it right away. Um, yeah, so I have not completed it. Yes, there's the the government's uh, the union. Well, I forget the name of the union. They are on strike. They went on strike. I think last Wednesday. Uh, it does affect the all of the. Well, it affects a bunch of services, but certainly the income tax um, and you know Revenue Canada and stuff. So I think if you fi- if you mail in your taxes, you're definitely screwed because that's going to take forever. There's going to be a big delay there. I think yeah. a lot of the uh a lot of the online stuff now when you submit them online I think a lot of it is automated. I mean I think they they somebody there is still somebody that needs to review it at some points. Um 
Because I think the government can come back on you at any time, even for previous years, if they feel yeah. they want to audit you or something like that, they'll do it. So uh, a lot of the online stuff is audit or uh, automated. So yeah, if you submit online, you should probably, you, there still might be a delay of some sort, but you should probably still get your tax return and your money back in, sh- in pretty good order, I guess. So, but yeah, that's something I got to do this week because the deadline's coming up quick, May 1st. Yeah, shit, I did mine uh, a couple Fridays ago. I go to uh, I go to Liberty Tax, and they just kind of up buttons and do it for me. Yeah. Uh, it, it's pretty painless. How much, how much do they charge? It's uh, $90. Right. Okay. So, I mean, it's not, it's not too bad, but uh, yeah. I have to from mandated from the government. So. Uh, oh, <laughs> so. I see. Okay. Yep. I won't. Yep. Uh, I won't ask why or what's going on. It's just, it it's sounds, one of those things. Sounds one of those things. It sounds odd, but uh, anyway. it sounds all right. <laughs> all right, but uh, easy money. It's it works. I'm getting a little bit back, so that's what counts. And uh, maybe I'll be able to pick up some of this passionate vinyl that's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I had something weird happen to me. Uh, I mentioned my mom broke her foot, so I was taking her to the doctor's the other day, and I'm driving down my car. I'm driving Oak Street, and suddenly my face goes numb. I get pins and needles in my face. Oh, fuck. I get, uh, I'm like, oh, like, oh, fuck, this isn't good. So I actually pulled over and rolled down the windows. I'm like, oh, fuck. I told my mom, hey, fuck, my face is kind of went numb. So, okay, well, what do you need? I'm like, I'm okay. I just need to gather my wits and not freak out. Uh, so uh, I was, it kind of was just kind of tingly and stuff. So I took her to her doctor's office. I then called 811. Um, hey, my, fa- my face is going numb. I don't know what's going on. She's like, well, are you slurry? Can you see everything? I'm like, yeah. Everything's all good. She's like, okay, well, if it gets kind of worse, call 911 and get to the hospital immediately. I'm like, okay. But uh, again, it was uh, it was a day where I had to get up and take her somewhere. I got a couple hours of sleep, like maybe three, four hours of sleep. Uh, I pounded a coffee right away, and I was just on help mode. So I was driving around. I was being taxi. I didn't really eat anything for the day. So I think that, that all kind of fell into it. Uh, so I went to work that night. Told my coworker, told him what happened. I'm like, hey, fuck, if I have a stroke, please call someone. <laughs> yeah. So keep an like, eye on me. Keep an eye on me. He's like, are you not drooping or anything? I'm like, yeah. And then so I'm like, okay, I went back home. I, after I ate something, it felt better too. Like I started to feel better. Um, the next day, it was still kind of tingly, but not nearly as bad. So I made an appointment to go see the walk-in clinic doctor. And he figures that I just pinched a nerve. So okay. on that, uh, there's a nerve next to your cheekbone. I forget what it's called. It's like if you go to your ear and just do two fingers, it's like kind of by your jaw. Uh, I forget what that nerve is, but he thinks I Mm. I aggravated that nerve. Okay. So I don't know. So I went for a massage on Friday uh, to my registered RMT, and she just beat the shit out of me. She was working on my neck, and she was rubbing my face and, like, doing things for it, and it felt 10 times better. But uh, I do have to go probably go see a Cairo and get my – body realigns and and help with that but that was uh that was pretty scary that's uh you know because you read about it and stuff is that am i having a heart attack am i having a stroke am i stroking out while driving like what's 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 happening but uh yeah, yeah that wasn't uh that wasn't pleasant but uh i don't know is this what getting old is am i getting yeah. too old for this shit now <laughs> yeah no kidding yeah for sure yeah. welcome to the club yeah it is kind of scary obviously you think yeah. of stroke right away um yeah that's that's the main that's the first thing and it could even be a small stroke 
yeah, you know, it's uh, strokes are sure you could have the paralysis and slurred speech and all that kind of shit. Uh, you know, it's obviously you could lose consciousness and die, but uh, yeah, but even the smaller strokes, the they're called TIAs. What the what is trans ischemic attack? I think is that what a TIA is? Anyways, it's a mini stroke. I think. And, um, yeah, they can be pretty minor, but you know, it's something you got to stay on top of and it's good. You went to the doctor. Yeah. So that's the main thing. Get checked out. I go see my, uh, our, my red, my, um, uh, GP general practitioner on May the 1st, going to request blood work and just make sure I'm, uh, all good here. Um, I have a little bit of a tingly still. It's kind of at the top of my lip here. Nothing nearly as bad, but, uh, yeah, I, yeah, it's so, he thinks it's just a pinched nerve, whatever it is. The doctor's like, "You're too young to have a stroke." I'm like, "Oh fuck, okay." <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you for like, thank you for that. Um, I thought it was COVID at first, so because um, one of the symptoms is face paralysis. So I'm like, "Oh fuck." Oh, I it is. Oh, okay. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Know that, or maybe I did and forgot about it. But uh, well, interesting. No one about the COVID anymore, right? I know. Um, it's crazy. It's scary, actually, because it's still out there. Yeah, I actually found a, finally a resource where we can look at. Uh, we'll just read that right now. Uh, yeah. The COVID stats from uh, April 16th to 22nd, which is yesterday. Uh, it's severe in uh, BC here. It says one in about 28 people in Canada are currently infected. And we'll post that website. It's uh, COVID19resources.ca. Um, I found it while I was on the shit show that is Twitter right now. Uh <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's, um, I mean, that's, it's good. It's the best thing I've seen in months. So it tells you what's happening. It tells you resources. It has a bunch of cool stuff on it. Yeah, for sure. And I knew nothing about this site. Like you said, it's just, there's nothing out there anymore. Nobody's talking yeah. about it. We don't hear anything from the provincial governments. We don't hear anything from the federal governments. No. So everybody's, everybody's thinking, well, okay, it's gone. Like COVID is over, but it's not. Nope. And when, especially when you look at some of these stats, like I just, this, this, I, I don't know how, exactly how they calculate this hazard index and that's what it's called. The hazard yeah. index right now for Canada is 11 uh, and that is rated as being severe. Anything below, well, let's see, anything four to six is high. So Canada is 11, but BC is 17.4. Um, Prince Edward Island is 21.7. Saskatchewan's up there as well. So like those three provinces are like, well, like what's going on here? What's, I still have to be careful, obviously. And um, yeah, it's uh, like, I don't know. Is it like there, I did read something about some new variant again. I don't know much about it. I don't, can't even remember what it's called, but uh, like, it's just, it's, it's crazy. I, I don't, um, yeah, again, I think the biggest thing is people just think it's over and it's gone and they can just carry on. But obviously we still have to be vigilant and yeah, take care of ourselves here. It's still, it's still very scary, but it's, again, it's, it's hard to find this stuff. Like I'm yeah. still trying to find updates in the war that's happening in Russia. I can't find shit on that. Like it's like, I want to know what's happening because it's affecting us. It's affecting prices, it's affecting gas, it's affecting everything. Like you don't even think about it. But like, there's no information on it. Like, what what's going on? Like, are, how many people are dying here? War is not good. There's nothing about war that's awesome. So let's educate ourselves and move forward. But there's nothing. There's no 
like public information on the war. I can't find shit on it. Everything I find is old, four or five months old. There's no one's reporting on it anymore. It's just like, okay, well, it's still going on. Well, now what? It's uh, it's pretty. Well, there is, there, yeah, there is, there is stuff that is out there for sure. Like, and and I don't know that it's takes a lot of digging to find news on the Ukraine. Um, but yeah, like I don't know, like you're you're probably I don't know, I guess mainstream media. Like, if you're going to global and stuff oh, like that, like you're not going to see anything there. I don't think like on global, but more local type uh, news outlets. CBC does report on Ukraine. Um, and obviously the major news outlets like BBC and some of those other ones, of course. So yeah, if you want any of that, if you want news on that, then, then definitely go to those different sites. Uh, that's typically where I find some of the stuff. Um, I am on, (coughs) pardon me. I am on Reddit still a little bit. Uh, I still, you, I do use Mastodon still a little bit for news. Um, and I talked about, uh, a news aggregator like news feeds and stuff like that. Okay. So I do some, some websites, uh, do have a news feed. So basic, basically you just, uh, you get it, one of these news readers and plug in all of these different feeds from, well, from almost anything really. And, uh, it kind of collects all of this uh news and information and stories and stuff it collects it all together right so it just makes it uh you know you've got a one place one stop shop i guess for for all of this information so it's it's kind of cool it uh, makes things a little yeah. bit easier now that i'm not on twitter cuz yeah like you said twitter is just a fucking still a shit show i can't believe it's still running i can't believe people actually still go there yeah it's um you know, I was all for what Mr. Elon was kind of doing. It was trying to make it better, whatever it is. But everything he's doing now is is not good. And he's being a bitch about it. He's mocking the CBC. I don't know if you saw that article, but uh, yeah, uh, like, what are you doing, bro? It's just this is that's childhood stuff, and you're supposed to you're like rich, one of the richest men in the world, and you're playing fucking dumb games like this. You're an idiot. Like I. I respected kind of what he was doing. I respected the stuff of Tesla, the Starlink stuff, new stuff. Your SpaceX technology is good, but now you're just being a fucking dick. It's just not, yeah, it's just not, uh, you know, the more and more you read about it, the more you just want to punch him in the face. Well, the thing is, and if people don't know what Adam is talking about, then go read about oh, yeah. it and because it's easy to find. But, you know, basically, yeah, CBC and some other news outlets were being, uh, labeled as being, first of all, I think they were being labeled as like, there was three different levels or something like that. Um, I forget what the, what, what the worst one was basically it was, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, uh, one of them was a state sponsored, um, news outlet, or again, I forget the exact terms. And, uh, the other one is the government funded parts of it. And, um, the, the, see the thing is N- NPR was one of the first to quit Twitter. Yep. Um then a whole bunch of others got this same label I guess applied to their Twitter accounts. So they all stopped posting to Twitter. So if you've got all of these major news outlets, these major media companies not posting to Twitter anymore, like that's just going to bring them down. It it really is. I mean, it, sure it's nobody gives a shit that I quit Twitter. 
Yeah. But when CBC, BBC, NPR, all, all of these, these other guys. companies, all of these, yeah, for sure. When they stop posting to Twitter, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's the end is near. I think if that, yeah. if that keeps going that way. And the thing is, I think Twitter has removed that tag from CBC, from NPR and the others, and they still aren't posting to, to, to Twitter. Like I said, NPR was one of the first to pull the plug. Yeah. I mean, their their account is still there, but they have not posted to Twitter in two weeks. Um, this happened with CBC, I think, about a week ago, uh, and they no longer have the tag applied to their account. They still haven't posted to Twitter since since they said they were going to stop. Yeah, you know. So if they don't come back, and again, all of these, yeah, if all of these media outlets don't come back, then people are just going to turn elsewhere and. Yeah, Twitter's Twitter's going to disappear. Yeah, um, I was reading into it a little more, and uh, the NDP leader Jasmeet Singh, um, he thinks that it's a uh, something corporate. So he tweeted, uh, "Premier Paul Avery doesn't want you to know this. He's taking aim at the CBC, backed by influential interests, corporate media, and tech giants owned by the U.S. billionaires." He enlisted in one, Elon Musk, to help take down a Canadian broadcaster. So is there something else going behind the scenes? Is he getting paid for? Is, uh, is Jad Meet Singh's uh, tinfoil hat on too, hat, too tight or too, top, too tight? What's going on with him? But uh, I, didn't, you know, I didn't know that until a little, little while ago, you know, and, and shit like this is, kind of blows your mind a little bit. Well, I don't know the full story either with him, with, uh, with, with Singh, because he was, his account was muted or, or, um, Twitter, Twitter suspended his account, I think from, sorry, I don't think it was suspended outright. Basically it was his tweets were blocked from appearing in India. Because there's something going on in India, and again, I don't, I forget the full story. I, I, I um, this happened about a month ago, I think. Um, basically, there's some some politics going on over there in India, but th- there's also somebody, um, some criminal stuff, I think, as well. And there's somebody with the same last name. Obviously, it's a popular name. Somebody over there, and and I think. Uh, Jamit, is that, is that how you pronounce his first name? Jamit? I think, I think he tweeted something about it though. And so Twitter said, and I think the government of India even somehow got involved and said, we don't want to see his bullshit over here in our country. So you do something about it, Twitter. And Twitter did. So his tweets were blocked from appearing in India. And so obviously he's got a, um, fucking bug in his ear about Twitter as well. and. When you get some fucking right wing dick like Pierre, whatever the fuck his last name is, yeah, uh, carrying on like he does too, it's um, yeah, I don't know. It's no surprise that there's some bullshit going on, and, and I mean, again, it's just another reason for for people to avoid Twitter. I was, yeah. I, I was, um, I think it was a couple weeks ago. I just for whatever reason I had our old man Twitter account open, or I opened it for some reason. And I was looking through our timeline and I'm going like, what is this shit appearing in our timeline here? And 
obviously I haven't been on Twitter for some time. I didn't know what was going on initially. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we aren't following this guy. What is this shit appearing in our timeline? What What is going on here? What the fuck are you doing, Twitter? Well, they've yeah. got a new tab now called For You. It's called a For You tab. So you've got your main timeline. Basically, it is all of the people that you're following. And right yep. next to it is your is what's called a For You tab. And it defaults to the For You tab, at least in this particular case. And they, they say it's For You, but really? Like, this, this shit I'm reading is fucking garbage. I don't want this. This is not for me. Your algorithms, yeah. Twitter, are fucked right up, and you can fuck off, and I want nothing to do with it. So, like, again, it's just me bitching about Twitter here, and and it's just more reasons why I'm happy I quit uh, from a personal standpoint, and I'm never going back. Like, it's just like, fuck, why? I just don't get why people continue. I don't know. And again, that's, I mean, I know you're still there. I'm just talking in general. Like, why? Like, why oh, no, I people- why are people there? Why do people continue to follow and post to Twitter? Like, I just, I don't get it. And I've, you know, I, I do want to leave, but a lot of our listeners right now is, you know, we post the episode or you post the episode on our old man, Heal Clouds Twitter. Yeah. And I retweeted on the personal because we have more of a following. And that's how our listeners, <laughs> you know, kind of find us uh, for the most part. Um, so, I just don't know if I if I drop the Twitter, are we gonna fucking lose our place here? Like, it's, there's so much behind the scenes that kind of goes on. Yeah, you know, whatever whatever it is, I don't really post on Facebook. You know, fuck. Um, like, I just don't know how to get the plays besides a retweet or whatever the fuck it is. So you know, and you wow. you retweet or do whatever it is, and you can post and make all the reels and and stuff and clips and stuff and kind of post it around. But you know, where do you get those plays? Where do you get the clicks from? Yeah. Well, it is something to consider. It's something to think about. Yeah. And I know I could do, be doing a better job of, you know, marketing our podcast, I suppose. And, uh, cause there are other ways to do it. There are other things that we could be doing. Um, yeah. but yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't know. And maybe we should, you know, maybe we should because, because like I said, I just, I hate Twitter so much now. I want nothing, nothing to do with it. And, yeah. And yes, I know for, you know, we are posting there. We are, do post our episodes and stuff, but again, is there more we could be doing? And there probably is. Probably is. Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to dig into that a little bit. For sure. Um, but, um, I know that you were away, uh, last weekend and you went up to the mighty Kamloops. Did yeah. you have one of your sweet music nights up there? What was going on in Kamloops? Yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. I, uh, I did go up there for a couple of days. I took the bus, uh, it's called the e-bus, uh, because Greyhound Ooh. obviously went, uh, went away a couple of years ago or whatever. Yep. So there's something in BC and I think they're even into Alberta, although there might be a different company running it, but in BC it's called the e-bus. Yeah, and uh, so there is a there is a bus that goes uh, from Vancouver to Kamloops. Um, check out their website for other destinations and whatever. But um, anyways, it's you know it's not it's not cheap, but but again, you know it is what it is for you know for not having a vehicle and and that sort of yeah. stuff because you can fly to Kamloops, you can fly Vancouver Kamloops. It's not fucking cheap. That's even more expensive than taking yeah, the fun. bus. So. Uh, anyways, I took the bus. I think it was return. It was whatever, 160 bucks or something like that. So that's not too bad. Okay. 
So I went up the late Friday afternoon. Unfortunately, we left around rush hour. Um, it took us two and a half hours to get from downtown Vancouver to Chilliwack. Fucking crazy, man. Fucking oh, crazy. Yeah. Uh, anyways, from once we left Chilliwack, it was pretty smooth sailing. In all, it probably still took about five hours, I think, from to get from Vancouver to uh, to Kamloops. So um, again, it is what it is. I didn't have to drive and deal with the fucking traffic. So sure, it took longer, but yeah, whatever. No was stress, no the, stress. Was it comfy? Oh, it was comfy. It's a regular bus. Um, you know, I don't think they have Wi-Fi, but, um, you know, whatever. I've got my phone and yeah, data. So um, uh, let's see. Yeah. So I went up Friday, came back Sunday. It was a great time. It was my first in-person music night in probably, um, I'm going to say 15 years, if not, oh, if not more. You know what? The because yeah. because we've been doing the digital ones obviously since COVID started, which has been really cool. Um, but they but they basically stopped, I think, in two thousand seven, when the one guy who was doing most of the hosting at that time he moved to Kamloops. Gotcha. When, when he moved to Kamloops, he 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 knows he's from Kamloops, so he has a bunch. He knows a bunch of people. But he also met a bunch of people who, with the same interests and stuff like that. So he started up, we called it Music Night in Canada, I think at the time. Well, he's, he called it Music Night in Kamloops. So yeah. basically everybody gathers at his place and they, uh, they just fucking shoot the shit, drink some beers, play a bunch of tunes. Yeah, that's, so that's they've great. Been, yeah, so they've been doing that now in Kamloops. It basically stopped here in Vancouver after he left. So, so this was my first, uh, first in-person uh, music night in, uh, yes, probably since 2007. So what, awesome. what, what is that? That's 15, 16 years then. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. I had met, a, there was only five of us. I mean, typically for an in-person, you want five to seven people anyway. So there were only five. Yeah. Uh, I had met a couple of them online previously, but so this was my first time meeting them in person. So that was really oh, kind of cool. cool. Yeah. We had a great time. Uh, I didn't get to bed till about three thirty in the morning. Uh, that was way past my fucking bedtime, but I was welcome uh, to was my world. Having yeah, <laughs> was having so much fun. Um, had some pizza, played some tunes, sh- you know, shoot the shit. Uh, it was a great time. It was it, you know, it was it was a lot of fun. I I kind of miss it, and uh, you know, not that I could be up, you know, till three thirty in the morning like that anymore. But um, I would do it again for sure. So oh, it, it, it was cool. Kind of out with the boys doing some things, talking tunes, shooting the shit, eating, drinking beers and eating pizza. You know, that's uh, nothing more than that. Yeah. Uh, do you remember anything that you played? Well, I did pick up the new Metallica that I mentioned okay. earlier. I picked that up in Kamloops because I wanted to go to the, uh, to the record shop there. So I picked that up. Um, yeah, I played, I played uh, the Metallica. I played the Wipers as that album. Like a, so I played a couple of things that I bought that day. Nice. Uh, because the whole idea is to, you know, bring your records and, uh, I mean, you could play whatever media you wanted. So he's, he's wired for anything, digital CDs, vinyl, everything. Right. So whatever, uh, whatever. So, but I wanted to, I played a couple of things from the albums I bought. Uh, I played a couple of digital things from some recent stuff, but, uh, it's always really cool. I mean, 
a couple of the guys have very similar tastes. Well, actually all of them have similar tastes, but you know, there's still, because it's a, just a, an eclectic group, there's some other interests out there. So you really hear some different music, different genres, genres, but you oh, discover, okay. you discover some really cool, cool things that you've never heard before. And that's the fun yeah. part about it. Yeah. Well, I like to think that we do the same thing. You know, I like the poppy stuff. You like more of doomy stuff, but sometimes meet the middle and find oh, a yeah. cool band. You know what I mean? And that's for sure. Yeah. You've definitely, me, intru- yeah. You've definitely introduced me to some, to, to some cool things. So, uh, yeah, so yeah, that's, that's the whole idea with this music night too. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, but we, we have talked about it a bit now. Let's, uh, let's, let's dive into the new Metallica album. So Metallica released 72 seasons on Friday, April 14th. So last Friday. Yeah. So I'm a nerd. I'm a Metallica fan. They're my favorite band. Um, I actually went to the movie theater. I went to Cineplex and saw the live premiere of it. Oh, I didn't know they were so- doing that. Cool. Yeah, so it happens. It was I saw it in Richmond. It was in the AVX theater, so the album was ma- mastered for Dolby Atmos. So it was fucking loud as fuck. And what they would do is they would introduce. They would all they popped up, did an intro. Hey, fuck, welcome to it. We're doing this shit. Okay, welcome. And then they would uh, do a black and white clip of one of the members talking about the songs. Or a couple of the members of Jam just talking about 72 seasons, and Rob would be like, Yep, you know, I love this part. Make sure you listen for this. And they'd kind of talk to the songs. So they the intro the songs before they did it. Yep. And there were alternate cuts to the music videos that they were playing because they released everything on the YouTube. You can find all the, new, the whole new Metallica album on YouTube, but they released alternate versions of the videos that we saw in theater. So it was kind of like a fan only thing. Oh, cool. Um, so it was like an album listening party. There was about 100 people there at the Cineplex. And uh, just listening to the brand new album, you know, from front uh, front to back. Um, And that was my first time hearing it in its entirety. And I fucking loved it. Um, Obviously, I'm a fan, but there's a uh, I've listened to it a couple more times since then. And I actually don't want to skip any songs. You know, I listen to Hardwired and stuff, and I kind of want to skip a couple songs here and there. Or you go back and, you know, just rip through back through discography. You know, I can't listen you know, everything off Kill 'em All is great. Ride the Lightning's good. Master Puppet is great. Justice is fantastic. Black Album. I even skip, I always skip a Wolf and Man because I don't like that track. You get Load, Reload, St. Anger, uh, Death Magnetic, Hardwired, and now 70 Seasons. And obviously, you skip songs and you find your favorites, whatever it is. But yeah. I've listened to this album so many fucking times and it gets better and better every lesson. Wow. Cool. Well, I'll have to spend more time on it than I. Yeah, and I have not listened to it front to back, so I have not listened to every single song here. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, that's cool, and and I think it is getting a lot of great reviews. It is. Yeah. Um, uh, people are are saying it's um, certainly the best album since Rob has joined the band. Not that yes. he has a, a lot of input in, um, you know, in the writing and and, it, and that sort of stuff. But just I think just just from a time perspective i just go i think it just goes to show that um you know sure they maybe have some decent stuff in the past but this is such a good album now for that's what a lot of people are saying anyway um yeah yeah, so that's well that's cool well what is your favorite track do you have a favorite track even though you just said you liked all of them but uh, I'm, i'm tossing between two yeah um one is called shadows follow it's the second track off it okay um song just rips it's it has everything 
you could ever ask for in a metallic track. Uh, I think it's I think it's fantastic. Playing in the background here. I mean, I don't want to give away the favorite parts because you haven't really listened to it yet. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, track two is amazing. Uh, another track is track five. It's called You Must Burn. It could be one of the heaviest. Um, like just this riff itself. It's sad but true-ish, but super heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Like super Sabbath influence. Like you listen to it, it's just just crushing. And um, from watching all these interviews and stuff. Um, we go back because this is their COVID album. So they record a lot of this in COVID. They started the conversation going through COVID or whatever it is. Um, so the back in the day it was James and Lars who did most of the writing. But now for this album specifically, uh, because James has been going through a bunch of shit and whatever, he offered everyone like, let's write an album together. So they would actually meet in their HQ in San Fran and start jamming on ideas and riffs. And those ideas became songs and stuff. And yeah. Yeah, shit. Like this is uh, this is like I think this is quite up there. Like I don't don't know if it. I think it's the natural progression, maybe between the Black Album and like you could listen to the Black Album because the Black Album is what it is, and you switch on this right after, and it fits right in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Load, reload were good. Death Magnetic was good. Hardwired was good. But uh, yeah, fuck you gotta you gotta put this album on. It's it's fantastic. Great yeah. riffs, riffarama. You know those singles we played here too. Uh, what do they got? They got Lux Eternal, Screaming Suicide, If Darkness Had a Son, and then the title track Seventy Two Seasons. You know, take what you want from all those tracks, but none of those songs sound the same. And uh, you know, I posted on whatever it was, and people are biting me in the ass. Oh, this album's average, whatever it is. New Megadeth is better. Well, the Megadeth is a decent disc, but. All the songs sound the fucking same, man. They're all going 240 BPM a minute. They all kind of sound the ship like the same. It's a great, great record. Don't get me wrong, but there's no standout music for it. Whereas an album's, you know, like the Kaiest of the World or Spirits of Drifts or all these guys who are doing different ideas and taking it to the next level, you can actually differentiate songs. And I think Metallica has always been good at doing that and and moving forward that way. So, yeah, but yeah fuck, fantastic disc. It's uh, put it on this weekend. You'll you'll listen to it a couple of times. It's uh, some good stuff. Yeah, sounds cool. I, I'll do that for sure. And uh, and like you said, I think I think that's what I've been reading too from from other people is that it is heavy. Yeah. Like you said, it, the yeah. heavy heavy big riffs. Um, I mean, sure, it's 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 thrash at times too. But but and, yeah. but you're right. It's uh, Sabbath is another thing. Um, that comes to mind immediately too, from what I've heard of it. And not, yeah. like I said, not the entire album. The one track I played at the music night was the, was the last track on the, uh, on the album. So oh, yeah. the last track side four, it's called, uh, uh, in a Murata. And, Great uh, you know, I just, I just picked, I wanted to pick something from the album. Obviously there were the four singles that they released prior to the, yep. to the album coming out. So I wanted, I just picked another track. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know how it was going to turn out. It was a surprise for everybody. I picked that tune and yeah, heavy, heavy is a big, you know, it just that comes to mind right away. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the, for the rest of the album too. So I'll definitely have to check it out. And like I said, I've got, got it on vinyl and, uh, going to take that for a spin maybe later today 
And surprise, surprise, you picked the longest song, fucking 11 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, of yeah, course. That's, uh, of course, I had to do But really good. Yeah, that's... Uh, and I've noticed there as a theme. They just, I guess it's it, right? But they always kind of have one epic song. And yeah. all the kind of ending tracks are kind of like this. It kind of gives me all my Thorn vibes. It gives me my kind of misery vibes. You know, kind of leading me stuff off. Yeah. This song has no ballads. There's no instrumentals. It's all just uh, all singing. And then James really opens up. Like there's a song on the album called Room of Mirrors. I'm assuming it's about him going to therapy and stuff and trying to open up and not giving a fuck what anyone else thinks and just focusing on himself and trying to get better. Yeah. Again, great lyrical contents, uh, cool solos in that song. There's a bunch of uh, dual harmonized solos, kind of Iron Maiden esque. Maybe even Thin Lizzy esque, but uh, yeah, man, fucking fucking great stuff. Good stuff uh, yeah. from the boys Metallica. Did you uh, did you see the stuff on Kimmel? Because they played four nights on Kimmel. I'm sure you probably saw that too, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, what they do on Kimmel? So they did. They opened with um, Lux Eternal. Yeah, uh, was I only one. saw the first two, uh, but yes, uh, I know they spent four nights on Kimmel. I think. Uh, so they did Lexi Turner. They did uh, Holier Than Thou, the second nights off the Black Album. Uh, the third night, they played Master of Puppets in its entirety, which is awesome. Fucking eight minutes, you know. I'll uh, uh, check that out then because I've got those ready to go, I think. So, yeah, cool. And then uh, track four was the live debut of Darkness Had a Sun. Yeah, cool. So, obviously. Uh, yeah, yeah obviously with the release they've been doing the tours or not the tours the circuit i guess the tv circuit because they were on howard stern i think recently as well uh they did turn the page um which of course the bob bob seeger cover from a few years ago when they did that um so that was cool and they did lux eterna i think as well on on uh, howard stern um i'm sure there's other talk shows and stuff they've been on i just haven't seen the rest of them so um and the quote-unquote easter egg at the end of the listening party is that they're going to broadcast one of their live shows coming up so the show in arlington texas the two-night show so the friday and the sunday is being live broadcast into movie theaters so you're going to be able to see that live and uh, i've already booked the days off i will be there Um, because I won't be a chance to see him this year. And of course I'm seeing him in 2024 in Seattle. Yeah. So, uh, well, give them, give them, give them credit for, for reaching and, you know, making everything available to their fans. Obviously the, a lot of that is, you know, the club, which you're a member of, are you still a member of the club? So obviously all of the recordings and stuff, uh, as being a member, you can download, you have access to all of that stuff, right? Yeah, still gonna pay yeah. for it, but it's, yeah, it's and it's accessible to anybody. Yeah. Um, but, but uh, yeah, I'm still a member of the. Uh, it's called the Fifth Member Club. Yeah. So yeah, they've been. You know, everybody talks about Kiss and the and the marketing machine that Gene that is Gene Simmons and everything that they do. You know, obviously, to well to to make money, I, I suppose. But yeah, uh, you 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 have to think that Metallica is right up there as well. And and yes, I know I shit on Lars all the time, and Metallica is not my favorite band, but still, obviously, they're doing a pretty they're doing a good job in reaching out to their fans and delivering music and you know delivering these different. Like you said, all of the songs are available on YouTube. In in uh, they've 
they re- released the animated videos for all of their yeah. songs from this album. Um, you know, they're always putting on these acoustic shows. They're always doing um, charity stuff. Um, yeah, just, you know, you know, they're giving back to the people and, uh, well, obviously they're, they've made a lot of money over the years. So I guess, I suppose they only should do that, but, um, yeah, good on, good on them. They're doing some good stuff and, you know, obviously all bands can't do that and stuff. And they've been around for 40 plus years, kicking ass, taking names and they've paid their dues and, uh, you know, they're making it they're They make music to be accessible and for everybody to hear it. So if an album comes out in a streaming process as the music industry has changed, why not release your own videos and try to monetize it and get some money for it, right? Why get some other Joe Schmo to upload, get an album rip or an iPhone rip, put it to YouTube. Oh, yeah, here's a song. You might as well make some money off it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, again, Lars, Lars, just, you know, that Kimmel interview when they first come on that on night one, just like looking at Lars and listening to him speak. I just fucking, I fucking hate him, man. I fuck, <laughs> there's, there's something about him, his mannerisms, the way he talks, the, his, his attitude. I just, fuck, man. I hate it. I just hate oh, him. Fuck. I hate him. So I guess we'll cancel the Lars interview for next week. Uh, yeah, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. I don't know. It's there's something um, about him that just rubs me the wrong way. I actually I had the chance to meet Lars, uh, big influencing on, on my music career when they were in town for the 2020 or 2012 uh, through the Never shows. Yeah, and uh, the awesome Sean Tomko got me backstage through the gifts of God, and I got you know I got to meet all the members, got my photo taken, got some shit signed. But I actually Lars is my biggest influence as a drummer. And I started chatting about his hi-hat routine. And he actually got his assistant to go and grab his hi-hat so I could see exactly what he does to play it. And I thought that was fucking pretty cool because he uses a different type of choke. And I was asking about the choke. He's like, well, you want to see it? I'm like, I would love to. He's like, whatever the guy's name. Can you go grab the hi-hat from the tuning room? And he actually brought it. So he did the rest of the lineup. He got the hat and came up to me and he gave me a pair of sticks. And I started playing with it on the pair of sticks. And he actually let me keep the pair of sticks that he gave me. Oh, right so on. I have those sitting in a, in a bag. So I thought that was fucking pretty cool. Dick or not, mannerisms or not, cool guy. I didn't have to do that. So No, that's true. Um, good on him. Good on him. Good on him. Uh, but yeah, give that a spin. And uh, have you listened to the new Aussie album yet? I still haven't. And I know you keep, you keep talking about that and how good it is. And yeah, fuck, I don't know why I haven't listened to it. I guess, I, well, there's just... It's only so much time and only so much you can listen to, but, uh, yeah. I should be putting it higher on the list. Yeah. Because it's just, uh, you, I know you keep bringing it up, so it must be good. I still go back to that. Like I listen to a lot of stuff, but I, I'm now going back to the Metallica album and I go back to the Aussie album. Like those yeah. are the two albums I'm rotating between. And like, uh, you got to put that on, put the new Metallica on cause it's fresh. Everyone's talking about it, but then go back and flip that Aussie album. Like okay. it's, uh, really good stuff there. All right. Uh, shit, what else? There's a bunch of other stuff coming out. I don't even know. But uh, this new Crownlands uh, released a new album that was actually pretty good that I gave a listen to the other day. Yeah, I saw that, actually. Um, I haven't listened to it, but I saw that because um, I know you played some of their stuff here earlier. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's some a lot of good stuff, a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Uh, but you don't have any music this week. Do you want to? Do you want me to spin the shit that I found? Do you want to hit it next week? What do you? Uh, what do you want to do about that? That's totally up to you, man. It's uh, it's up to you. We can wait till next week, or um, that's that's your call. It's uh, well, I mean, there's there's obviously lots of good stuff. One of my other favorite bands is Seven Dust. <laughs> 
they released a new song called Defense. Uh, they have a new killer or uh, an album called Truth Truth Killer coming up on July 28th. Uh, big fan of you guys. Uh, it's a pretty cool little animated video. It's like Playmation and stuff. Yeah. Um, were you ever a Seven Dust fan? You like no, not a not a big fan. I know they're a favorite of yours too, and, and it's not that I don't like them. It's just that I just you know I just never listen to them regularly. This is a cool video though. Like you said, it's uh, yeah, the animated video is pretty funny. They're drinking some green toxic slop or something like that, and turning into zombies or whatever. And uh, yeah, pretty funny. Good song. Yeah. You know, it's better than some of the other stuff they put out. In this. The last album I wasn't really a fan of. It was kind of a tough listen. A couple yeah. I, we played something maybe 15, 20 shows ago. They kind of did a remix or issue, whatever it was. But uh, that was all right. But this song kind of brings them back. Again, I probably have the COVID album, right? They're doing right. Yeah. Um, cool. Another band that was a big influence to me was Unearth. Uh, big fan of Unearth. Uh, kind of the post-metal hardcore Lamb of God kill switch kind of uh, you know I forget groove metal I guess it is but yeah it starts off with acoustic number that's playing in the background and then it kind of kicks into hardcore with my favorite thing in the world a breakdown riff uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love me some breakdown riff yes you do yes you do everything's got right, so everything has to have I will a breakdown find riff something with a break- if it has any sort of a breakdown riff pop song metal song <laughs> country song it is my fucking favorite song of the day like 100 yeah, so uh, yeah but uh yeah big fan of these guys oh there there we go yeah um, it kicks in there after uh, uh yeah the intro is kind of long but uh i'm not saying long in a bad way i'm just saying it takes a little bit to kick in that's all but yeah it's not a bad tune i don't i'm not too familiar with these guys at all and you know i don't know if i'm it's not bad, but it just uh, maybe I have to listen to it a little bit more too. Um, I've tried to see these guys a couple times, and uh, you know they play, they play the Commodore, they open up with the Commodore, or whatever it is. But I've always only caught the last song of these guys. Kind of when we went and saw Priest, we only saw one song. It's like set list and set times kind of gets uh, jarbled and and forgotten about, or as a band drops off and they're on earlier. So you get the set times from the promoters, and you show up to try to catch the bands. And uh, one of the bands dropped off that no one knew about. And so I walked into these guys twice and um, <laughs> they're fucking ending it's, up the show. Uh, I hate that shit, man. It's a common theme with you. And I think if we ever go see another show, I don't care what you say. We're going when I say we go. <laughs> the door's open. Because because I'm not waiting for you, man. That's just, uh, it sounds like it's happening. It's happened too much to you. So It's happened three times oh, out okay. of... 1500 oh, okay. shows like it's, it's not too bad <laughs> okay um, okay only three so times it, that's not bad it's it's really not too bad that's a pretty good <laughs> um, all right got to give you a hard time it, though since you bring yeah, it up no but it time. is it has happened it happened to what's our famous we got uh, tickets to go see priest at the hard rock and the show tickets said seven like it said doors at seven okay cool well let's show up around eight eight thirty They'll probably be on at nine to twelve or eleven or whatever it was we got there at eight forty five and they we got last two songs yeah oh like, we caught the we caught the encore and that's it. Like it's no opening band. They started early. Yeah. Well, they started right on time, and like holy fuck! I mean, I know you're like I like I, I yeah. I still I still don't understand that. 
Uh, you know, I'm disappointed we missed the whole show, but, but again, it's more like, what the, what the fuck? Sure. It's at, at the casino or at the theater. It was at the, it was at the Red Robinson or whatever Red Uh, Robinson was called or Hard Rock at the time or whatever. I don't know. But, uh, it's like, holy fuck. Is it, is it the casino then or the hotel or the venue that made you start so early? Or like, what is it? Because you don't normally, I mean, sure. Rob is getting up there in age, but I don't think he cares that he, what you know to go on stage at seven o'clock it's probably not his it's probably not his first choice that's for sure so anyway it was a weird one it was a weird one it was for sure um and the last one i have is actually a cover track it came out on easter by uh ghost the uh song is jesus he knows me it's a cover by genesis uh phil collins era and uh, I thought it was actually pretty decent. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, they have a new covers LP coming out on May the 18th. Okay. Cool. I didn't know. Uh, yeah, I did listen to the song. It's not so bad. It's a cool cover, but I didn't know that there was, it was part of an album coming out. So that's all right. Do you know what else is going to be on the album? Because I'm super prepared. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I actually don't know. I think there was like a... I think there's a Blondie cover coming out. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, that's different for them, I think, too. Be told. Do, 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 do. Okay, I lied. Uh, what else is on this album? Uh, See No Evil, a song called Hanging Around, Phantom of the Opera, and We Don't Need Another Hero. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> the uh, old school song, uh, who does the original? Uh, Tina Turner. <laughs> Oh, who? Oh, we don't need... Okay. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so uh, right. that could be... And that was off the Mad Max soundtrack. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, shit, I know. Mad Max of Thunderdome. Good times, good times. Yeah. Um, But that's it for tunes. Uh, Hopefully you get a chance. Maybe your challenge for next week is to pick your favorite Metallica track off the album. Okay, okay. I will have listened to it by then so I can give you my... Yeah. Uh, my favorite song, at least to that point, it could change exactly. with more listens, of course. But uh, up to that point, I, I can, I will try and let you know what that's going to be. All right, I will have uh, some he, more music to talk about next time for sure. Well, we'll we'll get her going. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, because you didn't grab any tunes this week, did you have time for any shows? Are you kind of catching up on your shows? Well, yeah. So we're we're definitely watching some stuff uh, when we can. Of course, the NHL playoffs have started, so that kind of cuts into TV time as well, and and other things, of course. Uh, yes. Go go Bruins! Uh, they are playing actually here shortly. So uh, game three is today. Series is tied one one. Uh, I do have my picks. Uh, I know I'm I'm. I'm talking about something that's not TV and film. No, here, let's but, go. Uh, yeah, what do you? You're a big hockey fan. But, what's uh, What's your prediction for the playoffs this year? Well, I predicted. Um, shit, who did I predict? I predicted a Boston Dallas final, Stanley Cup final. So we'll see if that comes true. Um, but yeah, the games so far have been awesome, as they always are, especially in the first round. Some really good games, some overtime games, uh, really exciting. Fuck you, Toronto. Fuck you, Edmonton. I hope you both lose. Um, <laughs> Toronto's actually up 2-1 in their series now. They won yesterday in overtime against Tampa Bay. They came back in the third period, scored in overtime. Fuck, I was so pissed off. Uh, Edmonton is... Did you? Oh, okay. Yeah, fuck. I hate them. I hate the, I hate the Leafs. Uh, but oh, I also yeah. hate the lawyers, uh, the, the Oilers. And uh, Oilers are down... 
2-1 against Los Angeles Kings. Um, game four is tonight. Uh, is it tonight? Yes, it's tonight, I think. So uh, go LA, go LA. I just, I really want to see Toronto and Edmonton lose. I just, I just can't stand them. I don't care that they're yeah. Canadian. Uh, anyways, overall, good hockey. I've been watching lots of hockey. It doesn't matter who's playing. I'll watch it because the playoffs are so good. Oh, yeah. Um, anyways, TV, we've been watching uh, Rabbit Hole. I mentioned that show with Kiefer Sutherland. Um, really, it's uh, season one's ongoing. I think uh, what came out today, was it episode four today? No, episode five today. Anyway, so we'll watch that. It's really good. Um, I've been watching a series way back from the mid-2000s called Jericho. I don't know if you're familiar with oh, it. Yeah. It's uh It's with Skeet Ulrich. Ulrich. He's, he's the, he played in the uh, first Scream movie. Uh, and I also think he was in the latest one as well. Not the one that just came out, but the previous one with, uh, what is it, Scream, Scream 5? Six. What's out now? Scream 6 is out now, right? So it was Scream 5, I think. I don't fucking know. I'm all fucking Who confused. Knows? I don't know. Anyways. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So so Jericho is about um, 24 cities or 20 some cities in America get, uh, get nuked. Um, and they're trying to figure out, well, what's going on? This town of Jericho in Kansas gets isolated basically from the rest of the world. So they've got to kind of pick themselves up and carry on and Obviously, lots of uh, lots of shit happens after the attacks and and whatever. So that's what that's what that's yeah. about. Uh, the better half calls it a little soap opera. She's not watching it with me. I don't know. She uh. saw a couple of scenes and she thinks it's a soap opera, but it's not. But uh, obviously, every series or every show has some love interests and relationships and romance and stuff which i could well do you need the drama ways, to make anything good well no not really but anyway <laughs> anyway so i'm winding okay. down season two uh there are only two seasons um season one i think had 22 episodes season season two has only six so i think i've got a couple left there kind of curious to find out how they ended off this the the series uh i hope it's not a lame ending so we'll find out because i don't know if that show was just canceled or if they actually did finish it um properly so we'll find out Uh, one thing one thing that looks really good and i think it was just released on netflix it's called the diplomat it's with carrie russell and rufus sewell carrie russell of course was in the americans and uh and uh, Rufus Sewell was in, among other things, he was in the Man in the High Castle. Is that the name of it? Which is we watched recently, which was really cool. Anyways, it looks like an awesome uh, TV series. Uh, supposed to be really good, getting good reviews. A lot of people are speaking highly of it. Okay, so that that could be next on our list to watch. Oh, one movie I wanted to talk about that's just fucking hilarious, and it does star Carrie Russell. Uh, another actress from the Americans. Uh, there's some high-profile names, actually. Cocaine Bear. You oh, have yes. to watch. You have if you haven't seen it, you have to watch that fucking show, man, because it is just hilarious. I wasn't expecting much, um, but it's a it's a it's a riot. You really you really have to watch it. I think it was yeah. really well done. 
I think people will be surprised about that movie. It was really good. Yeah, it looks uh it looks all right. I have it's on the list. I I got to yeah. watch it, but uh Well, it's kind of based on a true story in that there actually was not the not the bear eating cocaine, but the the actual cocaine part I think is is based on a true story in in that I think a whole shitload of cocaine disappeared after it was dropped from a plane or something like that. So there is a documentary around that as around that story as well. So, which I haven't seen, but, uh, but the movie itself is just fucking hilarious. So check it out. That's awesome. And it's directed by Elizabeth Banks. Oh yes. So that's the other thing, right? Yeah. I think it's, I don't know if it's her first directing film, but, uh, Obviously, she's she's an actress, and uh, she's been in a f- few movies herself. So, yeah, it was yes. quite well done. Uh, her, her, she's done. I know she did the pitch. She was in Pitch Perfect, that uh, acapella singing competition movie. She directed Pitch Perfect too. Okay, and she also directed the new Charlie's Angels reboot. Oh, with, okay, I was aware um, of that. Well, not with uh, Cameron Diaz and uh, Lucy Liu and Drew Barrymore, but with. Uh, uh, Kristen Stewart and the other ladies. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, you know, good for her. able to do both. is always a skill. So definitely. Yeah. And, uh, she's pretty easy on the eyes. So that's what counts there. <laughs> okay. Uh, what have I been, um, I'm ripping through Picard. I got two series left. Have you watched any of the Picards? No. Cause this is season three now. Right. And this is the no. last one. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it just wrapped up this past week. So I got two left. Okay. Apparently, like they're bringing everyone back from the next gen. It's it's pretty cool how they're doing everything. Okay. So cool. It's kind of a fan service to uh, to everyone. It's 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 pretty cool. And uh, also watching The Mandalorian season three. Uh, I got a couple left on that too. That's it's not as good as the other seasons, but still uh, still pretty decent. A lot of good stuff out there. Just not enough time in the day, man. There's just not no, enough there time isn't. in the day. There is not. Definitely not. Uh, I, because I've been um, messing around with my computers here too. I just mentioned real quick that I, uh, oh yeah, I had to, I had to repaste, um, my processors and put in some new thermal pads and stuff like that. Cause I think it's been running, running kind of hot. Uh, and while I was at it, since I was in there opening things up and whatever, I replaced, uh, uh, my hard drive. So I went from a one terabyte drive up to two terabytes. So basically I had to reinstall everything so that's been taking time oh yeah Uh, i spent some money on a new router so i'm busy configuring that because there is quite uh quite involved or quite a lot you can do to kind of isolate your networks and your iot devices and all that sort of stuff and a third thing i'm doing is i've just i'm getting into something called home assistant gotcha Uh, i don't know if you're familiar with with uh with home assistant basically it's um yeah sorry go ahead oh yeah no i think it's a great concept it uses like rfid tags and you can automate a bunch of stuff right yeah well you can basically automate your entire home and if it's not if it's not wireless yeah you can use your rf um remotes and and uh and stuff like that so you know, basically, instead of having a whole bunch of different apps to control all of your various devices, you bring it into one central uh, automation, well, app, I guess, because it is it is something that it's almost like a server that you install on your side, 
And then you use yep. the apps to configure all of your different devices and you access everything from a central location. So not that we have a big place, not that we have a lot of automation to take care of here, but even simple things like our fans, our lights, our TVs, um, the Nvidia box, you know, so just even simple stuff like that, because I know the better half always bitches and complains about, you know, how, how do I do this? How do I do that? And yeah, she's yeah. not a big techie person, not like we are. And, uh, so if I can bring all of this into one location and make things easier from her, for her and well, for us, cause I'm doing it for myself yeah. too, then, uh, then the better things are right. So, uh, anyways, it's, it's home, home automation kind of does things. Uh, it puts you in control of things and it's all about privacy. Uh, it's developed by, you know, empowered by the community who people, you know, people develop these different entities and apps and all that sort of stuff and integrations and all that sort of stuff. Right. So instead of using Alexa, I mean, it can still use voice at this point, although, although it sounds like home assistant is introducing some sort of, um, voice, uh, control at some point, maybe this year, but I'd rather, I'd rather, of course, be from a privacy perspective. I'd rather not, uh, have anything to do with Google or Amazon at, you know, yeah. if, if, uh, because I don't use any voice, uh, voice assistance at all. Like I've got all of those turned off for my devices. So if home assistant can bring in their own voice, um, part of it, then, Hey, I'll, I'll jump on board with that then for sure. Because, and then again, I don't have to worry about any privacy or security issues. So. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, I know my dad uses the Google at home. He uh, automates his turning on the downstairs entertainment system. So he goes, yeah, you know, hey, hey, the Google turn on Netflix or turn on Plex or or whatever it is. So right. uh, he uses that. I use it. For, I have a Philips Hue light system in my room, so I use it. I use the Apple version, so I use the Hey Siri, and that turns on all the lights and stuff when I walk in the door. I also have locations set up as well, so. When I pop in at nighttime, the phone knows that I'm connected to the Wi-Fi and it turns the lights on for me. Right. Cool. So that's what, uh, that's the only way. I, I think it's super cool. I would love to spend a lot more time with it. I thought that that home assistant stuff was cool because you can get RF tags for it and yes. create your own automations and stuff. And yeah, there's, it's, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, for sure. So uh, something, and it's just another fucking rabbit hole I've jumped into here, right? That's going to consume oh, yeah. a bunch of time. And, uh, so, so you're right. It's, there's lots going on. You know, only got so much time for TV and music and, uh, it just some, seems like there's always something coming up that I want to tinker with. So there's always um, something coming up for sure. Or someone falls and breaks a leg or your face goes or down. That, or that too. Yeah. Yeah. Hanging out with the boys, you know what it is. It's, uh. Yeah, no kidding. It's one of those good things, but that's life for you. That's right. Well, I think I'm good. Are you okay? Do you need to talk about anything else? Uh, no, I'm I'm good, man. It's uh, thanks for asking. You know, everything's I'm doing really well. I'm in a really good place here, right? So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was sarcastic or not, but I will say you can find us wherever you get your podcast from: Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and of course Google Podcasts. Uh, Black, Indigenous, and People of Color Lives Matter. Fuck cancer. Please continue to wear your mask, people. I don't see any masks out there. It's uh, it's getting kind of weird, but uh, 
Wear your goddamn mask. A woman's body is your own fucking business. And just take care of yourself, okay? Uh, If you like this podcast, please hit that subscribe button on whatever platform it is you're listening on. If you like this podcast, we'll try harder next time. Thank you for listening. Stay healthy. Stay safe. We will talk to you soon. See you later. If you enjoyed anything you just heard and want to fact check it, check out oldmenwhoyellatclouds.com. Clouds.com.